Receiving transmission. And now, broadcasting live from the Elevation 5280 Sports Studios in Denver, Colorado, this is Gridiron Intel with SifeCon. So when did Mike Evans become one of the hottest receivers to own this season? Jameis Winston and him partnership? Wow, something has completely shifted. The tables have turned because Demarius Thomas is not looked at as an elite receiver anymore. Maybe that's because the Broncos have three QBs and they may be thinking of playing all of them. So I guess one thing's for sure, you should stay away from Broncos QB. And Michael Spillin. All work and no play makes Michael a dull boy. And Sife, in one of the drafts I had, it's a PPR league, and there wasn't even a quarterback taken until the end of the second round, which was me, by the way, with Aaron Rodgers. When you talk about wide receivers, that position has grown and evolved. And the question is, should they be earning more fantasy points than quarterbacks? Rodgers in trouble. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? This from 54, Gostowski's kick, it's good! Panthers have a third and ten, here comes pressure, and they've gotten to him, the ball is out, in the end zone, and it's recovered by for the touchdown. It was Vaughn Miller with the strip sack. Shields up, weapons online. Now, fantasy, fantasy, Sife and Mike fantasy, are on. Fantasy, football, fantasy. If you like football, then you like fantasy. Fantasy, football, fantasy. Hey! Yeah! <laughs> Back at him. Back at him. Welcome in to Gridiron Intel here, Elevation5280sports.com. Siphon Mike for you, with you for the next hour as uh, we cutting it a little short, as we mentioned last week, uh, doing things a little bit different this year. And uh, Siphon, a lot to get to this morning. First, we'll uh, recap what happened on Thursday night. And um, one of the one of the shining guys was uh, C.J. Anderson for your Denver Broncos. Uh, but what did you think of his performance on Thursday night? Ninety yards rushing, couple touchdowns. He looked solid, Mike. He looked really good. He looked like the C.J. Anderson of uh, the year before last, and it seems like he will be a strong, strong player for the Broncos. And if he can keep healthy, it just looks like sunshine and rainbows. There you go, Skittles and Kittens, as we used to say. Um, so, yeah, C.J. Anderson, uh, very good game. You mentioned one rushing touchdown, one receiving touchdown. Obviously, Trevor Simeon throwing those passes. Uh, probably not a full-time starter on, on really anybody's fantasy team, but you may have uh, guys and gals running out there to to pick him up. Um, Maybe not as a starter, but maybe as your bi-week gap filler, so to speak. Uh, You may be rushing to go get him. Um, uh, Another standout, Saif, from the Panthers' side, you had had Kelvin Benjamin, which, which, you know, a lot of reports are he's still not 100%. 
He's still, you know, nursing a, the injury that he suffered last season, but uh, obviously not on a snap count at all, which was reported as well. But uh, what did you think of Calvin Benjamin, and can we expect more of this from him uh, moving forward during the season? I feel like Kelvin Benjamin, he was on 51 snaps of the 72. It seems like he's the Kelvin Benjamin that is going to be a threat for defenses. He has that big size. He has that chemistry with Cam Newton. It seems like he's going to just grow into that offense as that star receiver for the team. 91 yards and a touchdown, Mike. It's, it's amazing. And 6 of 12 targets. I mean, who who would have thought that Kelvin Benjamin, right when he gets back, would link up with Cam Newton? Yeah, and you had you had Jonathan Stewart as well, the running back for the Panthers, 60, 60 plus yards rushing, not much to go on there. And <clears throat> I like what the guys on crossing the line said. Also, the same guys who were just on uh, Sunday morning lines, uh, Jesse and Keith, they mentioned on Friday's Scythe that. You know, and, and they kind of brought up Cam Newton absolutely getting destroyed, and now everybody's complaining that they didn't call flags on the helmet, the helmet stuff like that. Um, we may touch on that later, but uh, if we don't, then maybe we never will. But uh, you know, if if you don't, you know, they treat Cam Newton differently. Not only do his own coaches, but the NFL itself, because you know he runs a lot. He uses his arm and his legs. Um, you know, it, I like what they said on, on Friday morning, Syph, that if they took those runs away from Cam Newton and gave it to gave it to Jonathan Stewart, Syph, he may have 100-plus yards and a touchdown. Cam Newton, you know, he had a lot of rushing yards and a touchdown. So uh, what do you make of, uh, uh, of Cam Newton? Obviously can use his arms and his legs. Decent fantasy output on Thursday night. But uh, uh, do you kind of agree with that assessment? And what, what can we look forward to Cam Newton going forward as he got roughed up on Thursday? I feel like you're going to see that Cam Newton where he was struggling uh, that year behind that weak offensive line. He did have a decent performance, 18 of 33 for 194 yards, Mike. And like you said, he uses his legs too. He got 54 yards rushing. And I do agree with you that if they kind of balance it more and not have Cam run as much, and that will kind of keep the defense on their toes even more if they if they do use Jonathan Stewart in those plays where you're kind of expecting Cam Newton and Newton scramble. And, and I feel like that's, that's his strength, but you shouldn't use it all the time because once it becomes a habit, I mean, defenses are expecting it. Yeah. Plus if you're running side, you're, you're, and you're, and you're, especially a guy like Cam Newton, who, you know, his, just his personality, you, you want to take him down. Um, so, Maybe Panthers should be a little bit more cautious from that. Uh, as Jesse was uh, walking out of here, Saif, he uh, threw this question at us. Uh, assuming DT is healthy, because he may not be, will he reestablish himself as a top five wide receiver in the league? And I think they brought this up on their show as well on Friday, Saif. Is he even the number one wide receiver on this team? Can you look at Emmanuel Sanders? I know Keith kind of disagreed with that and said, uh, not yet. I think DT is still the number one on this team. But uh, what what do you make of uh, DT's performance? He 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 looked a little, for lack of a better term, sluggish. But uh, you know, a couple catches here and there. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, couple catches here and there. So they kind of spread it out between the two. Um, but what did what did you make of DT? And can he get back to one of those top five receivers? 
And sadly, Mike, I, I have to say this all depends on Trevor Simeon's performance. It's going to depend a lot on Trevor Simeon and how he how he develops the chemistry between him and his wide receivers. Because Demarius Thomas kind of, he looked great. I mean, he looked like Demarius Thomas. He was catching balls better hands than usual in the early season. But it kind of seems like he's... He's a, a product of his QB. He he needs to have that chemistry, and the QB needs to look for him way more. I think he had like six targets on Thursday night, and which is which is decent. But those six targets weren't anything big. Like there wasn't too many big plays for Demarius Thomas. Uh, kind of talking about that point about is he going to be the number one receiver for the Broncos? I feel like it's going to be a balance between Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. I don't think you're going to be able to say that there's a number one receiver for the Denver Broncos. And you heard in my uh, my new clip that Demarius Thomas is not looked at as elite in fantasy football. And kind of, I think for the Broncos still, he's until he shows that he can get it done even with Trevor Simeon, uh, behind center, it's gonna, it's gonna be Demarius Thomas is gonna keep on falling until his performance, until his performance deserves the praise that he's usually gotten. And you you hinted at he might be out there taking MRIs on his hip, and uh, we don't even know if he's gonna be healthy this season. So because you know when you get those hip injuries, sometimes it could be lingering, Mike. Yeah, and, and you know when you when you supposed to get tackled, uh, you know around the waist, around the hip area, that kind of doesn't help your case when when you're when you're kind of battling that hip injury. Uh, a lot to get to uh, this show. We kind of switch things up as we mentioned from last year. Uh, not gonna run through every single game and pick out who to start, who to sit, stuff like that. Instead, we are going to start building our ultimate fantasy team um, with a segment called The One. Weren't able to get uh, those intros made. We'll also have uh, our, our sleeper picks for today and uh, and, and kind of the guys who you, you have a, an eye on Saifa, maybe not on other people's list. Kind of kind of your crush, you know. Maybe 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 the girl Saif that uh, not a lot of guys are looking at, but you are because um, you know, maybe she's interesting. Maybe she shares the <laughs> the same you know, the same interests that you do. Um, so we'll get into that starting on the other side. Uh, we just wanted to give you a quick uh, fantasy recap of the Broncos and Panthers. Once again, your Denver Bronco, Broncos uh, take game one of the 2016-17 season, 21-20, to over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, when we return, we will start building our ultimate fantasy team for the season, starting with the quarterback position when we return on Gridiron Intel, Elevation 5280sports.com.
All right, welcome back into Gridiron Intel here, Elevation5280sports.com. Siphon Mike hanging out with you for the next 45 minutes. Not going to lead you up to kickoff uh, today, but um, we'll do our best to get out of your hair so you have time. Uh, we kind of gave you uh, a couple seconds last season, Siphon, to go and uh, uh, take our advice and go you know, fix your fantasy teams if you needed to. Now you have a full hour uh, before the games to do that, Siphon. Um, quick question, uh, how many leagues are you in this year? I'm in three leagues, and I was just saying that it's going to be really competitive. There's a lot of competitive teams in each league, so they're going to deserve my attention. Every single league is going to deserve my attention. All right, as we uh, start building our ultimate fantasy team, Saif, uh, going, you know, looking at these matchups uh, today, obviously some intriguing ones when you have, uh, uh, you know, obviously quarterback going up, against uh defenses Sife. um uh, for, let's start off with your your quarterback that you would pick uh this today to kind of you know start your 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 fantasy team who you got at quarterback i got big ben big ben roethlisberger and the reason is because every year you are seeing him around that 4,000 passing yards number he's only 34 still looking good and then we already established that he plays through everything, and the schedule doesn't look too bad. You have the Redskins. Bengals may be a little tough, but it, it, it looks like their schedule is going to be a little more s smooth than uh, than people expect, and I don't know what we're expecting from the Eagles' defense or the Chiefs' defense, but uh, it seems like it, it's a favorable schedule for Ben Roethlisberger in fantasy. Yeah, you have the Washington Redskins added a couple pieces during the offseason, including Josh Norman from the Carolina Panthers. But as you mentioned, Big Ben plays through a lot of injuries. And not only does he play through them, Sife probably plays better than anybody who's, you know, nursing an injury. So uh, I, I think you have to look at that. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's pretty cool to see uh, how Big Ben kind of, you know, you have guys who are hurt, Sife, and then go out there and hurt their team more than they help them. But it seems like uh, Big Ben, he's a big dude, so... He, I, I guess he can absorb more of it, but he seems to help his team more than hurt his team when he's out there uh, running around hurt. So you have that to go off of. Uh, so this may be a weird pick, to say the least. Maybe a, a, a shocker pick, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, Dak Prescott, Sife. Uh, we saw what he did in the in the preseason Um in one of my FanDuel's league sites, I, I have him starting today. Um, going up against a New York Giants defense who, uh, you know, they, they should be better, but you, but you never know when, when you're looking at this Giants defense. Um, and, and, you know, they, they have uh, a new defensive coordinator. You know, they, they, they've added some pieces here and there, but they're always going to be suspect. Uh, I'm going with Dak Prescott in this matchup against the New York Giants and you know, not he looked good preseason, as I mentioned. And you know, he can make plays with his feet if need be. You saw a little bit of that in the preseason as well. But from what we've seen, he's got the arm. Uh, he's got Des Bryant out there. He's got Terrence Williams. He's got Jason Witten. And if need be, he's got Ezekiel Elliott coming out of the backfield. So uh, maybe a shocker to some people, but I think Dak Prescott is going to take this starting quarterback job with the Dallas Cowboys and run with it and I and I think it it you know depending on their record 
if Tony Romo's healthy enough, maybe they throw him back out there. But Sype, if they have a, a, a good record when Tony Romo's healthy, I think you got to roll with Prescott, and I think he's going to literally take it and run with it. Yeah, and I, I don't see it as a shocker. Actually, you haven't surprised me with that pick because when you look at the team, they still have all the pieces. Maybe Tom, Tony Romo could have been the weak spot on the team. So what if they just... Dak Prescott just fills that role and you don't even miss Tony Romo and that's how it's kind of shaping out to be you have Des Bryant you have Terrence Williams you have Ezekiel Elliott all these guys are going to be helping him take uh take some of that pressure off of him because the defense will be looking at all these other guys as well and Dak Prescott actually has not given you a reason to doubt him yet and and I I feel like it's a good pick for your ultimate team because Dak Prescott's going to have full control of his offense today. Uh, yeah, the the New York Giants have some new guys and they have a new look to their to their defense, but it, it just seems like Dallas has all the pieces that they need to kind of keep the defense on their toes. You, I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul is always going to be a problem. You have a new cornerback, Janoris Jenkins. You have Damon Harrison, uh, tackle, and Oliver Vernon, who the Giants just recently signed. So I feel like that new look to the defense may even mean that the New York Giants are going to have to take some time to sync up, and that could be a advantage for Dak Prescott. Yeah, so... Uh, glad it wasn't a shocker to you at least, but maybe to some people out there. And I know uh, Will and Keith uh, from Sunday Morning Lines are happy as well, being Cowboys fans. Uh, looking at running backs, Sife, and uh, there's one that glaringly stands out for me, but uh, who do you got at running back and who should people start today? If they, I mean, if they have them. All right, so my running back, I... I've been going back and forth with this running back, and I, I don't know if it's going to be as strong a pick, but I am going with Mark Ingram. And the reason is you see that that team has a good QB in Drew Brees. Mark Ingram has not uh, slowed down. He was actually one of the top backs in the league, and the Raiders' defense is not too strong, and I think the projection for him is about 100, 104 yards and one touchdown today for the game. And I feel like Mark Ingram gets it done rushing. He can even uh, do pass catching. So I feel like Mark Ingram is a great pick for my ultimate team, and it kind of keeps my my balance that I, I'm kind of trying to create with my ultimate team. Uh, one glaring standout for me, Scythe, has got to be Adrian Peterson with the Minnesota Vikings. You lose the what could have been, you know, a, a pretty good year for for Teddy Bridgewater up there in Minnesota. But uh, I think you're going to see a lot more of Adrian Peterson. Um, you, you you bring in Sam Bradford, who's not even starting today. Um, you know, and a lot of people criticize that move, trading those picks for Sam Bradford, not even starting Sean Hill. Uh, the grizzled vet will get the start today for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, stay away from any kind of Minnesota quarterback and wide receiver. By the way, um, we you, you remember we had uh, we talked a lot last season, Sife, about uh, cord, corduroy pants. Um, Joe, uh, what's his name up there? Cordero Patterson. Yeah, uh, cor, uh, corduroy Patterson up there. 
Um, but uh, and then you have Kyle Rudolph, a pretty solid tight end who may be the the safety guy. But I think the ultimate safety blanket for any guy playing quarterback up there in Minnesota has got to be Adrian Peterson. And and you're going to see those you know short passes to him, those dump offs, those check downs. You're going to see him touch the ball a lot. And the guys touched on this this morning as well, Sife. But I got to go with Adrian Peterson. Uh, I picked him in one of my FanDuel matchups t- this morning, so I got to go with him because of the quarterback situation up there in Minnesota. And, you know, they're going up against a Tennessee Titans defense who's kind of like a lot of defenses out there, very, very suspect as well. So uh, I got to go with our boy, Adrian Peterson, and projected, at least on Yahoo League Sife, to get uh, just under um, – just under 30 points today. So that that's a lot when you're talking about uh, uh, running backs in, in, in today's fantasy, depending on how your point system is. But that's the, the overall average, uh, just under 30 points today. So uh, I got to go with Adrian Peterson. No, and I can see why you're going with Adrian Peterson, but my only devil's advocate argument to you is he's 31 – uh, with the quarterback situation, that could help and hurt him because the defense are going to be looking for him all day. Sam Bradford is not a threat. The wide receivers are not a threat. So who is the only threat? It's going to be Adrian Peterson. So that would be my only argument to you is, is that going to pose a problem that defenses are going to stack the box? And, and you would expect that, but we've seen Adrian Peterson not get really phased by how defenses play. I mean, you brought up his age, which yeah, could be a concern, but I think I I I I just have to put my faith in him. And we've we you know we saw what he did when coming back from a from an ACL injury, Sive. So I I think I think he's gonna do okay. And if the fantasy experts are right, Sife, uh, just under thirty points in an average Yahoo fantasy league, um, I think that's pretty good. And, and, and you know. If he does well, he'll get you those points. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But I think people are going to roll with Peterson no matter what the defenses do, no matter what the quarterback situation is in Minnesota. He's going to be the safety net, and i got to roll with him. Good, good stuff. All right. When we return, we will get to wide receivers, tight ends, and defenses, and also we'll get to the sleepers as well because, let's face it, sleepers are very important when it comes to kind of building your your fantasy team and uh, we'll get to those on the other side as well this is gridiron intel right here elevation 5280 sports.com Welcome back into Gridiron Intel here, Elevation5280sports.com. Sci-Fi Mike hanging out with you as uh, we switch the format on you to, uh, to do our, our our weekly fantasy show. So it might be an hour, it might be an hour and a half. Uh, hopefully we get it locked down as uh, we're trying out this new format. So bear with us and uh, we'll... Uh, We'll just roll with it as we move on to wide receiver Sife. Obviously, most fantasy teams have about three three slots open for wide receivers. Uh, we're only going to do two this morning. 
Um, and then maybe our sleepers will kind of fill that gap as well. Uh, Saif, looking at wide receivers, uh, who are your two that you're that you're automatically going to look at uh, today uh, looking at these matchups? All right, so I have one for sure today, and that is Julio Jones. And as a player, you see what he can do, even with Matt Ryan as his QB. You see him every year uh, just getting close to 1,900 yards receiving, uh, more than enough touchdowns, maybe like 8 to 10 touchdowns every season. So I feel like Julio Jones is my first pick, and I'm kind of struggling to find who I want at the second pick because I can't, I don't want to choose an unrealistic receiver for my second one because if I choose Antonio Brown, it's going to be like, you can't, you can't have two elite receivers on a team. But uh, right now I'm going to look at Julio Jones. Come back to me for that second one. All right. Uh, my first one and, and uh, l- you know, looking at both of the uh, ESPN leagues that I'm inside for looking at the FanDuel, and you and you kind of brought it up. You, you you're most likely not going to be able to have you know the the top five wide receivers you know in both of your your fantasy teams. But um, you know, I guess if if we're if we're looking at an ultimate team, Sife and, and and more people out there can can fill these. Um, Julio definitely one of them. Uh, I I I think he's going to have an awesome, and he is in one of my uh, FanDuel contests as well, Sife. Uh, and it's funny, I have Dak Prescott, Adrian Peterson, and Julio Jones all on my uh, same FanDuel lineup. So hopefully I'll be walking away with some cash there, Sife. But uh, I got to agree with you on the first one. You got to go with Julio. Basically, the and the guys kind of touched on this, Matt Ryan's basically only target out there. You know, you, you, you have Julio, and hopefully he can stay healthy. You you lose Roddy White you know the the other guy on that side and and, and it kind of brings up the same argument Sife. well Julio Jones is their best offensive option you know guys are going to be double teaming him on the option who do they have on the other side uh don't know don't know who is on the other side they even lose Devin Hester who was you know basically their fourth string wide receiver if you will uh returning kicks as well but uh I, I gotta go with Julio Matt Ryan's favorite target out there in Atlanta um looking at the other one Sive, that as you mentioned, kind of hard because you you're not going to have those top wide receivers on your team. But for sake of fantasy, Sife, and, and for sake of you know making guy, I think I think I'd have to go with. Um, I don't know. I, the, looking at this, uh, you know, I have AJ Green on one team, Sife. I have uh, some of the looking at the other teams that that are that are on my ESPN leagues. Um, not really good on the other team, but uh, I, I I think I'd have to go with um, AJ Green out there in Cincinnati. Sife, looking at all of these matchups, I know he's going up against a pretty good, uh, maybe falling off the edge a little bit there out in, in New York land with the Jets. But uh, AJ Green, kind of like in the same situation as Julio Jones in Atlanta. Sife, Andy Dalton's favorite target. Uh, you know, you have Tyler Eifer out there in Cincinnati battling some injury. Um, you know AJ Green, that long, lengthy receiver, and 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 you know they they can kind of balance it out with the running game, which may help AJ Green uh, because you don't you know when you run opens up the pass, same old cliche. So my two Sife, I, I, I got to go with Julio as you mentioned and AJ Green because he's going to get those looks from Andy Dalton because if Tyler Eifert stays healthy, that may balance it out as well. But I got to go with AJ Green with my number two. 
Yeah, and that brings up a good point. When you look at AJ Green, he is the receiver, and you don't you don't when when we talk about Julio and we talk about AJ Green, we're talking about them as players. It doesn't matter who their QB is, as long as they get the ball in their hands, they will do the they'll take it over from there. So I can see why you're picking AJ Green because Andy Dalton, as long as he gets it to AJ Green, that AJ Green's a monster and he will get it done. On the other side, you have Brandon LaFell, and he's a big guy too. So, the, so the defenses are going to be scrambled where to look. Uh, Tyler Eifert, do we have a update on his injury? Because I, I knew he was injured. I don't know if he's playing today. So, can you give us that update? Yeah, but let me look. Keep talking. Okay, so Tyler Eifer, you know that he's a strong tight end. So if he is playing, he has chemistry with Andy Dalton. You see what he can do. He always kind of surprises defenses. And somehow Andy Dalton loves him in the red zone. And you always see Tyler Eifer get at least a touchdown or enough for fantasy i feel like you have enough yards for fantasy or you have a couple of touchdowns which is relevant for tight ends in fantasy yeah and and like i mentioned if he is healthy still kind of uh looking it up here but you know it, it, it will bounce it out and it will help aj green if andy dalton you know hands it off um you, you kind of hope that it, it it opens up the the pass and stuff like that and you have tyler Eifer or you have um, AJ Green, and and, and that and that's going to help his case as well. So, I I, I think you got to look at, um, and it's funny, Mohamed Sanu actually on Atlanta as well. Uh, he he used to be the uh, number two out there in Cincinnati as well. But I I I, I got to go with AJ Green, and Julio Jones. Uh, who was your second pick, by the way? My second pick is Randall Cobb, and I know you guys may be hating me right now, but. Uh, last season, defenses were only looking at him because there was no Jordy Nelson uh, to be a threat on Green Bay. But this year, you have Jordy Nelson, and I feel like he plays even better when Jordy Nelson is on the field, even though Jordy is the, the star receiver for Green Bay. Uh, last season, he had 829 yards, but the season before that, he had 1,287 and 12 touchdowns. So I feel like, and that was when Jordy Nelson was playing. So I feel like this is his time. He's ready to bounce back. He's only 26 years old. Uh, Aaron Rodgers loves him, Mike. And then with Eddie Lacy kind of keeping the defense on their toes uh, on the ground, you still you're you're opening up, and that's what I'm saying. You have these complete teams where. It's so balanced between the offense and the defense, and you can see that in Green Bay. You, I mean, you have uh, teams with offense where you have a passing and a rushing game. That's what I meant. Uh, you have such a balance between their passing and rushing game because you have Lacey who is able to get it down, get it done on the ground, and then you also have uh, these star receivers, and you have a great QB to get it done in the air. So I feel like Randall Cobb is gonna benefit from that and i i feel like you are going to see that today all right tyler eifer is inactive today so he is not playing with that i guess nagging ankle injury so <laughs> if he's sitting on your lineup you haven't checked yet make sure you go and bench him um not sure what the length uh, of his injury is but he is inactive so you do not want to start tyler eifer if you have him and look speaking of uh tight end scythe we'll we'll fill this slot very quickly and 
kind of an interesting position. Uh, quick reminder as well, speaking of Tyler Eifer not playing, uh, Rob Gronkowski is not playing as well. He did not travel with the Patriots down to Arizona. So keep that in mind uh, when you're trying to perhaps trying to finalize your, your season-long leagues. And if you're picking in you know the, the FanDuel, the one-day fantasy leagues, keep that in mind as well, Sive. So uh, the guy I, I'm looking at, and he was a favorite target, Sife, in Indianapolis, uh, moving down to New Orleans. I'm talking about Kobe Fleener. And, and he's trying to – the Saints are trying to fill that void that Jimmy Grant left last year. Let's face it, it was basically Drew Brees' favorite target. He loves the tight end position. You also have uh, Brandon Cooks out there as well, the number one target at wide receiver. But I'm going with – and maybe this shocks some people as well, Sife, but I'm going with Kobe Fleener at the tight end position because he is that big guy. He is – you know, he was he was one of Andrew Luck's favorite targets in Indianapolis, moving down to New Orleans, as I mentioned. I think that he's going to get the looks, uh, maybe not as much because of Brandon Cooks, but, you know, Indianapolis had some pretty good wide receivers out there as well, and, and, and he still found the, uh, you know, he still found the end zone quite a bit in Indianapolis. So my tight end position uh, this week, Sife, is, is Kobe Fleener, and I hope that he kind of repeats the way he the way he did up there in New Orleans and I think Drew Brees and the Saints are trying to make him that that Jimmy Graham void as I mentioned so I think he's going to have a big season uh, looking at his season last season side 54 target or 54 catches 84 targets 491 yards and three touchdowns a season before that stuff was his big one 774 yards eight touchdowns so um if he can duplicate that season i think saints are in good good position here yeah and i can kind of see why you picked him and then you also do have another tight end on that team Dwayne allen and i feel like it, it kind of opens up things for Kobe Fleener even more. Uh, Andrew Luck, we've seen his chemistry with Kobe Fleener. Uh, 491 yards last year. Maybe not the most attractive numbers, but for a tight end, you kind of are looking for a decent fantasy performance to kind of supplement your entire team with. Uh, For me, Mike, I'm looking at Jordan Reed and of the Washington Redskins. And last season, 952 yards, 87 receptions, 11 touchdowns. It seems like this guy is the one to look at. And Jordan Reed is not the only one on that team that can get it done. Deshaun Jackson uh, and then even Pierre Garçon. You haven't seen too much of Pierre Garçon lately, but I feel like the team is still having that those those natural ingredients where you're like okay they have some good receivers uh the qb kirk cousins you've seen what he can do do he seems to be able to get it to his receivers and he seems to have developed a chemistry with jordan reed in the past year so i feel like jordan reed is my tight end for uh my ultimate team yeah and i I like i like uh, kirk cousins coming back this season you saw him take the starting position and, and run with it. So I think he's going to have a better year out there in Washington as well. As you mentioned, um, their running back situation kind of in a flux right now uh, with the injury to, to Matt Smith, but uh, we'll see if they can bounce back from that. You mentioned Matt uh, Jones. Or Matt Jones, excuse me. And, and, and you mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, him on the outside as well, and that kind of may open things up for, for Reed. 
and and I and I like that pick as well, Sarf. So it's going to be interesting to see how Washington kind of moves forward as they clinched up that playoff spot last year. So uh, looking forward, I think they'll have a better season than they did last year. We're going to take a uh, 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 hopefully. Maybe our last time out, depending on how time goes, uh, we'll get to uh, your defenses and well, maybe a kicker here and there as well. But uh, also sleepers coming up next and maybe that, that secret crush that you have that nobody else is kind of looking at. huh? huh? We'll get into that as well, slipping, lock, slipping notes into the locker, Sife, as we used to do. Um, we'll get into that as well right here on Gridiron Intel, Elevation5280sports.com. Welcome back in to Gridiron Intel here, Elevation5280sports.com. Cypher Mike hanging out with you. And got a text here, Cypher from the 720. And kind of just going to answer this as we roll on. He was wondering when we are going to pick defenses. And right now, as uh, we look at these matchups, Cypher, and, and this is the one where um, – you know, you, you most likely only have one defensive slot in, in most leagues. Anyways, uh, if you have two, then uh, that's a weird league to me. But uh, so <laughs> looking at all these matchups, I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. I know J.J. Watt's status is up in the air at this point, but uh, with J.J. Watt or not, I, I think he is going to play. I think uh, Clowney is finally healthy. He had a good preseason. And, and, and when you turn to the flip side, side. <laughs> Uh, let's face it, Jay Cutler and Alshon Jeffrey, as the guy mentioned, as the guys mentioned this morning, that's it. Basically, an offense. You do not have Matt Forte anymore. Um, you know, you, you sign Kyle Long, the offensive lineman, to an extension. Maybe he plays better. You also bring in Sinton, uh, the another offensive lineman from Green Bay. So they're they're trying to solidify the offensive line so Cutler doesn't get killed anymore. But I mean, they only really have two offensive weapons on that Bears offense now, and you can throw in Kevin White, I guess. They're they're or Langford, at least they're they're um, Kevin White is their uh, new wide receiver, but Langford is their new running back. I, I have to go with the Houston Texans defense going up against a, a remiss Chicago Bears offense. They had all the talent in the world a couple years ago. Sife so couldn't do anything with it. Now they're even more depleted as perhaps they start to rebuild. Um, you know, maybe post Cutler as his contract nears down, but I, I got to go with Houston on this, on this defensive side. No, and I can see why you're doing that because even with JJ Watt, the matchup is good and it's, uh, it's Houston is building something, Mike. And I feel like you're going to be surprised at what Houston is going to do offensively and defensively. They are building uh, a complete team. As I've been mentioning throughout the show, these teams are kind of kind of finding that balance where they don't have necessarily one strength. They're trying to build that all-around team that can be a threat for any team and any competitor. So I feel like I can see why you picked the Houston Texans. The matchup is great, and the Houston Texans should have a strong showing on the defensive side. On my side, Mike, I am picking... The Seattle Seahawks against the Miami Dolphins today. And you know Seattle has a strong defense. Uh, middle linebacker Bobby Wagner is always a factor. Uh, your cornerbacks, Richard Sherman, of course. Safety, Cam Chancellor. Then you have Cliff Averill. You have such a strong defense. And Seattle has such strong pieces 
on both sides, but more of their strong their strength is on the defensive side. So I feel like Seattle is going to be great. And when you look at Miami, Ryan Tannehill has not done anything to to wow anybody in in the past years. So I feel like this is going to be a factor, and he's going to be struggling with the Seattle Seahawks. And it's kind of sad because I do have Ryan Tannehill in a two QB league. And I'm kind of worried about what's going to happen against that Seattle defense. But you do have Ryan Tannehill uh, throwing to Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is probably a definite start if you need a wide receiver. But like I said, that Seattle defense is going to be strong today against that weak Miami offense. Yeah, and I can see definitely that as uh, Seattle's defense always coming back. And you mentioned Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. Uh, Richard Sherman, the guys come back. Uh, the one kind of big spot they lost, uh, what, uh, and I, I think it was Bobby Wagner who left and went to Oakland. Um, so you, you kind of lose that inside presence, if you will, linebacker. But uh, you, and and you know, you you have Michael Bennett on the defensive end as well. So uh, still some really good pieces out up there in Seattle. So uh, I don't think you can ever really go wrong with picking Seattle's defense uh, really against anybody. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, Saif, uh, moving on to sleepers, and good thing you didn't mention uh, – well, you did mention Ryan Tannehill, but he wasn't going to be one of my sleepers. I, I have him in a 2QB two, uh, two, <laughs> two league as well. Um, but uh, what my sleeper, Saif, staying in – Seattle is Rawls, and and you lose you lose Marshawn Lynch uh, to retirement, and, and and you bring in Rawls, and, and I think that he's going to kind of be the one. I I don't want to say one of the top rushers in the league, Sife, but he's he's going to be up there. You know, Russell Wilson. You, you look at the wide receivers he has. Uh, you know, Baldwin, uh, Lockett, stuff like that. I think actually Lockett may be done, Sife. Uh, after that hit he took last week. But um, I, I think Thomas Rawls is going to have a big year filling in for for Marshawn Lynch. And, and, and when you when you on a Seattle, defense, or Seattle offense that likes to run, um, whether it is Russell Wilson or the running back position, I think they're going to look to Rawls a lot. And he, he's my sleeper this week. And um, he's not getting much play. But uh, because, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of running backs out there. But I got to go with Thomas Rawls up in Seattle with my sleeper pick for this week. Yeah, and I just have a question for you. I have Rawls on the bench today. I'm starting Mark Ingram and Latavius Murray. What do you see from Rawls today? Do you see, should I start him or should I leave him on the bench today? Because Christine Michael is also on my bench, and I'm kind of thinking that they're going to do an RBBC today where Rawls and Christine Michael may not be too much of a factor. That's why I kind of picked Latavius Murray and Mark Ingram. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. You know, they're going up against, you know, a pretty strong defensive front in Miami. But like I mentioned, you know, I I don't – Russell Wilson's going to try to throw the ball to those receivers. Uh, Like I mentioned, uh, Baldwin, they bring in Boykin as well. Uh, Thomas Rawls-Syfe in the average Yahoo Fantasy League expected um, to get 25 points. So whether that whether that's him catching passes well or running it, uh, uh, they think he's going to do pretty well against the Miami front that you know features uh, Sue and those guys up there. So uh, I, I'm still going to pick him as my sleeper. 
Um, but I can understand if you want to leave them on the bench as well. They probably may do kind of a you know double you know two headed monster up there in Seattle because maybe they're trying to see who fits that offense better. But uh, Thomas Rawls number one on the depth chart, so I'm going with him as my sleeper. I like it. I like it a lot. And I'm going to pick D'Angelo Williams. And I know this is a sleeper that people are going to be like, what? What's going on there? But D'Angelo Williams for Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell suspended three games. Uh, Are we going to see a repeat of what happened with D'Angelo Williams last season when he just completely tore it up for the Steelers? uh, Just completely ran ran across defenses 977 yards in 2015 uh four four to five yards per carry 11 touchdowns so what are we looking at there mike is he a good sleeper pick because i feel like he is oh i had him last year when when you know bell got left hurt and he, he did really well for me so uh basically got me between you know 15 and 30 points every game and you know it it was it was a pretty good output by D'Angelo Williams because he was their number one guy out there when when Bell went down with the injury and now he's suspended the first three games. Williams is going to see a lot of carries, so yeah, I mean he's he's the guy who who not really people know about that you know he's not only not on Carolina anymore, but a lot of people don't know he's on Pittsburgh now. So yeah, that's that's definitely a safe sleeper pick. I would I would have to go there as well. Um, so I've kind of that kind of the crush you know you, you got your eye on and, and, and things of that nature um who, who do you got there who's your your crush of the week well my first crush kind of let me down it was Virgil Green you saw what he did on Thursday it was I, it was a letdown but um my crush Mike is probably Gio Bernard I really want to see how the dynamic between Jeremy Hill and him are he is Listed as the second one on the depth chart, but I feel like with Jeremy Hill's inconsistency, I kind of always feel that Gio Bernard is going to be more of that lightning in that Thunder Lightning uh, RBBC or or that Thunder Lightning partnership. So I feel like Gio Bernard is kind of my crush for today, and I want to see what he can do to kind of show people that he's still present and he's still on that team. Yeah, and we kind of brought up Cincinnati earlier. I I I think that you you have to kind of throw him in there. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a pretty good crush, and 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 I'd like Giovanni Bernard, and and you mentioned kind of has to see where he is now uh, when it comes to you know the running back position because he was kind of quiet last season, and and you hope that he can kind of kind of bounce back. My crush of the week, Sife, and this guy switched teams last season. Uh, went to his uh, former head coach up there in uh, Philadelphia. I got it. Uh, my 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 crush this week is actually Jeremy Macklin, the wide receiver for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, last season seemed to have pretty good chemistry with Alex Smith up there in, in KC. He had 87 catches for all, just under 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. So, and that. Before that, in Philadelphia, his last year in Philly, 1,300 yards and t- t- 10 touchdowns. So I think Alex Smith and Jeremy Macklin have kind of formed that that that, that quarterback-wide receiver duo. And unfortunately for Alex Smith, really doesn't throw far down the field, which you know a lot of people call him you know game manager, stuff like that. But 
Um, he's my crush of the week, and and, and he, he may have a, a pretty good uh, breakout game, at least, going up against a very poor San Diego defense uh, this morning, Sife. So my crush of the week is Jeremy Macklin. No, and I like it, Mike. I like it because him and Alex Smith are developing chemistry, and actually last season everybody was surprised. They were like they didn't think Jeremy Macklin would be as much a factor, but I see why he's your crush, and he is a pretty crush out there as well. Um, when you don't have, when you're kind of running an RBBC in the running back position with Jamal Charles is kind of iffy. I feel like his injury history is kind of catching up to him or the the amount of uh yards he put on his feet are just catching up to him and it seems like you have Tarkandrick on that team that could be a factor you have other guys that could be a factor I feel like uh Jeremy Macklin is going to surprise a lot of people you're what do you think about Travis Kelsey too are we going to see anything from him it's it's funny you mention that because you know the guys brought him up in their uh, the Sunday morning lines as well, and it and it's it's kind of you you hope he has that breakout season. You saw what he did, you know, a lot against the Denver Broncos. Let's face it, uh, um, seemed like they could not stop him in a couple of those games. Uh, looking at his season last year, Sif, um had a good one. You know, seventy two catches for eight hundred and seventy five yards and five touchdowns. So. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back from injury as well. He was roughed up a lot last season. So um, you hope he becomes that tight end that Alex Smith can form another bond with. So I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to throw him in this week just because I'm not sure how he's going to bounce back from injury. But if he can show that what he did a couple years ago and do it again in the first couple games, I think it'd be a safe, a safe starter for your team from here on out. Yeah, and I completely agree with you when you look at Travis Kelsey. I feel like all these star tight ends, it's kind of hard to trust, and that's why I like to see week one and kind of ease into my perception of tight ends. I kind of want to see what tight ends are surprising people today, and then I'm able to be like, oh, all right, so the tight end pool for fantasy is quite large. There's a lot of guys to pick from. You don't need... Uh, Travis Kelsey on your team to be a factor. You don't need uh, some of these big guys, Jordan Reed. You don't need all these big tight ends, Rob Gronkowski. All you can you can find tight ends on that uh, free agents list and and still be good at that position. So I kind of like to see week one before I decide who those top tight ends are going to be or what the tight end outlook is going to look like. Yeah, and you're going to have your your obvious starters for week one, but kind of use week one as your, you know, your 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 scouting report, so to speak. Uh, be a scout out there. Look at these guys. Uh, once again, Tyler Eifert, Rob Gronkowski, the obvious tight ends not starting today. Uh, Tom Brady, obviously not starting. Le- Le'Veon Bell, not starting. So those are kind of the couple big key guys who are not starting today. And um, Sive, just for, for Skittles and Kittens, uh, throw, throw a kicker out there for the folks. All right, and this might be going against what you were saying about Dak Prescott, but I was I'm thinking Dan Bailey uh, for the Dallas Cowboys and the reason is is if uh Prescott fails to reach that potential that everybody is expecting from him. I I think that defense is going to make sure that Dan Bailey is going to be kicking a lot of field goals. So I feel like Dak Prescott against that Giants defense might be 
or Dan Bailey against that Giants defense may be a factor. That's funny. I was going to pick him as well. But uh, since you did, uh, I'll try to go another direction and just throw a na- uh, pick a name out of the hat, and I'm going to just pick out Adam Vinatieri with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, if Frank Gore struggles to get going, if Andrew Luck behind a very suspect offensive line out there in Indianapolis starts to get going, he has T.Y. Hilton. He, you mentioned Dwayne Allen, um, Dante Moncrief as well on the other side. If, if they can't get anything going, which you hope they will, and, it, and, and even if they do, you'll get some, you know, the extra points out of Vinatieri as well. But um, you may see Vinatieri more than you actually want to. Uh, kicking three points and not one point. So I'm just going to throw Vinatieri out there for the people. Um, so, so there you go, your kickers as well. So, um, But that's going to do it for us here. Uh, kind of switch up the format on you guys. So next week we'll uh, we'll hopefully uh, smooth out the kinks and uh, uh, be a lot more better. If not, we'll go an hour and a half just to you know get the full extent of, uh, of fantasy advice out there. So... Um, yeah. We may even do two hours. We, we're just going to play it by ear right now and see what kind of what kind of works, right, Mike? Yeah, I mean, this is this is what happens when you kind of uh, start a new thing and, and reverse the field, if you will. So uh, just bear with us. We know you'll stick with us, uh, whether it's an hour, hour and a half, or two. So uh, I want to thank you all for listening. Um, thanks for the uh, text in there as well. Uh, follow the station on twitter at 5280 sports radio like the facebook page um you can follow us on twitter as well at michael Spillen at on the side side on the uh twitter verse as well but that's going to do it for us here on gridiron intel thank you for listening for side i am michael we will talk to you next week Thank you.